Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And welcome back to the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast here on DK Sports Radio. I'm Chris Carter. He's Dale Lolly. And Dale, we got a doozy to talk about on this show today because let's, let's reset the timeline here because everyone's talking about Steven Nelson, even though he's not no longer a Steeler. Now, we know the Steelers, the Steelers released him after he claimed, you know, he said, don't, don't make me a hostage. We all got that part. But then, Dale, you reported you know, through, the, through our Friday Insider article that uh, the, a, a different reason for why Steven Nelson left. And uh, I want you to just, you, you give your, your, your description of how you said it, and then we'll catch up, up to where we are today. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, when the Steelers re-signed Cam Sutton, yes, they told Cam Sutton that they were going to give him every opportunity to be an outside starting cornerback in the NFL. Um, that was how it, they had to do that because quite frankly, Cam Sutton had other offers. Uh, on the table that we're going to make him that, you know, that op- give him that opportunity. Uh, he's still 26 years old. They signed him to a two-year deal. If he, you know, starts for outside for two years, you know, he makes a lot of money. If he's, if he stays, uh, if he comes back to Pittsburgh and is strictly the slot cornerback, probably doesn't make as much money on the open market. So they made him that promise. Like, Hey, come back here, Cam, we'll give you a shot to start outside. Of course, that starting outside job uh, is, was held by Steven Nelson. Right. Uh, because they, the Steelers weren't going to make Joe Hayden compete for his starting job. That's just not how they operate, and it's not what they were going to do. Right. And so uh, I was told that they told Nelson that uh, that was the, you know that was what was going to happen, and he didn't agree with that. Um, and so that's what I wrote that the, you know one of the reasons why he left is because he did not want to compete for his starting job. Mm-hmm. Um, today, or I guess yesterday on on uh, Sirius XM. Uh, Steven Nelson went on uh, the Jim Miller and Pat Kerwin show. Know both of those guys, both good guys, and um, said that it was strictly about money. Um, he asked for a, a an extension. Mm-hmm. The Steelers said no. He said that they never asked him to take a pay cut and that they simply just released him after that because it was simply about a, a, a cap-related move. Um, quite frankly – both can be true, uh, first of all, that, you know, but, uh, you know, I think, you know, when you read my story on DKPittsburghSports.com, what the other things that Steven Nelson told me were that he feels he's the best, he was the best cornerback on the team. So, of course, he was not going to want to compete for a starting job. Right. He didn't feel he needed to. Mm-hmm. So, again, uh, you know, 
as I told, as I told him, I'm reporting what I was told. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether you agree with it or not is, you know, whatever you've got your side of the story. The Steelers have their side of the story. It's my job to, to as a reporter to report both of them. So I, I, you know, I gave Steve a chance to say what he wanted to say and he did. And he did. And you wrote this up on DKPittsburghSports.com. So it's up on the website. It's our top Steelers story right now. Uh, because in this, like you said, Stephen Nelson says, you know, this was this was all about the money. And he said, you know, that he was he was the best corner cornerback on the team. And he he also he also said that uh, on the Kerwin and Miller show that he had 10 to 15 teams who were interested in signing him at this point in time, you know, because he's, he's still a free agent. Now, Dale, a, a few things. I just find very interesting about this is um, one for him to, for him to kind of, kind of make this sort of campaign, you know, after this, this story got out, he felt like going to a radio show and then, and then coming to you to sort of try and set his record straight. But two, if we're, if, 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 if we're to understand that basically the, how the conversation went, because remember, uh, we also have to remember that, you know, in the, a couple of days before he got cut, he posted a tweet. He's like, uh, this is the, this is the, you know, this is, you know, the, the, this is the moment, or he said something along the lines of basically this is when things get decided or moment of truth. I think that was the phrase that he used. And we, a lot of people assumed that was him going into the negotiation room. Now, if he was, if, if he was never offered a pay cut, but he was talking about an extension and they never gave it, there's, it just seems like there's a few things in his story that I, I'm not sure if they add all the way up to, it was just plain and cut. The Steelers said, ah, sorry, Steven, you're out of here. I agree. And, you know, the Steelers don't typically do business that way. Uh, Mike Tomlin has a very much has an open door policy and he tells you exactly, you know, what it is uh, that they're, you know, what their plans are for players. They don't typically just do something without talking to a player. Right. Um, that would, that would be outside the norm. Um, you know, uh, again, for a guy to say that he was the best corner on the team, but then say, well, they never asked me to take a pay cut and insinuate that he would take a pay cut. If he thinks he's the best cornerback on the team, that wasn't happening. Yeah. There's just no way, yeah, uh, you know, a guy, a guy who thinks he's the best cornerback on the team is not going to take less money. He wanted more money. Mm-hmm. He thought he was the best cornerback on the team. So, you know, he thought he outplayed his contract. Again, it was the largest free agent contract ever signed uh, the Steelers had ever signed an outside free agent to. So, right. you know, it's not like the, he, he wasn't well compensated. Um, you know, the Steelers decided to move on. They wanted Cam Sutton to be a starter, or at least have a shot at the starting job. Well, now they, now he can, now he had that door is open. Well, and I, I, one thing I want to point out because I see a lot of, I, I see some people out there have said, you know, oh man, he's a punk for running away from competition. And that's something, that's something he wanted to make clear to that he was not running away from competition, whether he was or not, this, it, it does not make someone a punk because they realize, Hey, there are, if you play outside corner and if you play slot corner, those are two different positions as far as the pay grade. If you're the starting outside corner for an NFL team, a consistent veteran starting outside, you're making good money, which is why him and Joe, Joe Hayden were each going to make, you know, over $10 million this, this year. So, but a, a slot cornerback, Mike Hilton, who the Steelers couldn't even afford this year. And he went to the Bengals. He's making like 5 million this, this year. It's a very different pay scale. And, if he felt that there was any reason to believe that his job was in jeopardy, despite him even being the best corner on the team, I get 
him saying, you know what? I'm not dealing with this. I'm going somewhere who will start me outside and give me the last big contract because he's 28 years old, Dale. This is probably his last best. This is his last shot. Yeah, this is his last shot. Yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, again, he can look across the locker room to his good friend Joe Hayden Mm -hmm. and see what happens in these situations. You know, Joe Hayden was was still a very good cornerback when the, when he was released by the Cleveland Browns, who, oh, by the way, didn't have a replacement on the roster. Yeah, they just they just let him go. They just cut him. You think they couldn't have used Joe Hayden in that locker room? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, seriously. Uh, so I, I, I get it. I, I, he's he's in a situation right now where he's been, a, a, you know, on the free agent market now for over a week. And, you know, he can, you know, he says he has 10 to 15 teams that have called about him. Well, he hasn't signed the contract yet. And at this point, nobody probably signs him until after the draft. And, you know, the money dries up. So, right. you know, he, he may end up having to play this year on a one year prove it deal. He's still a very good football player. Yeah, don't, I agree. Don't miss us. I have all the respect in the world for Steven Nelson. I do. I've, I sat and watched this guy for two years play football. We had many conversations off the field. Uh, about stuff that didn't even involve uh, football, fishing and things of that right. nature. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and again, he was always available in those situations. So I had nothing but respect for him. Uh, I thought he was a, a very good player for the Steelers. I hope he lands on his feet. I really do. This I think I, he will. Yeah, I mean, but, but this was not. There was nothing ever malicious here. With I don't. No. I don't know where he was. You know, he came at me like the, I was. I was. You know, but, making things up or something. Again, that wasn't the case. But Dale, you know, we know how the internet works. You know, one person reads a story, they tweet out what they think the story says, then another person tweets out. It, it, it's it's like you know, it's like the, the the game where you're passing a message around and it changes from person to person. You know, correct. It, it could have easily gotten to him, and it's that Dale Ollie said you're a punk, and, and and he was like, okay, I know Dale. Let me, if that's real, let me set the record straight. And he probably you know came right to. That's why he came to you. But again. You know football. I know football. We remember when Steven Nelson left the Chiefs, there were people clowning him because he had a high complete completion percentage rate. In fact, I believe he had the highest of all the starting cornerbacks in the NFL. He had the most targets. No, he had the, the most, most targets. He's the, the most targeted cornerback, yeah. Right. And so people were saying, wow, the Steelers made a bad signing. And we were like, not necessarily. This guy competes when the ball's thrown his way. And he showed in the last, over the last two years, he's a legit starting quarterback in the NFL. But it's, you know, life is life in the NFL. And sometimes think too much fast and teams got to make tough decisions. And when they see a younger cornerback who they think can be a, a you know, a, a be in their future for longer, Cameron Sutton coming into play. It's like, we gotta, you know, we, we gotta push things to a decision. And we, again, there's still the report that you gave Dale that says, you know, that the, that he, he left because he did want to deal with that competition. And now he's saying that's not why he left. It was, you know, it was up to the Steelers that's out there for people to interpret on their own. But the fact of the matter is, is that the Steelers do believe in Cameron Sutton. Yeah. I mean, that's the bottom line. Um, You know, they feel like Cameron Sutton is ready to be a starter in the NFL and, you know, they made the, uh, the move that shows that. We're not done talking about this. When we come back, I want to get more of Dale's thoughts on the Steelers' cornerback situation right after this. (laughs) 
back here on the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast here on DK Sports Radio. I'm Chris Carter. He's Dale Lolly. So, Dale, we just went through all the stuff about Steven Nelson. Um, great segment and great job by you with, with the reporting that you've done and the fact that he was he was willing to come to you to talk about that. But let's talk about what the Steelers situation actually is right now, because like you said, Joe Hayden, his job was never in question. He was go- he was going to be the number one corner because he is the number one corner. Cameron Sutton is a person that I've said, I mean, heck, I, th- I think the first year that you and I worked together, I think was his rookie year. And I felt back then I was like, this guy has the potential to be a starter on this team in a few years. And lo and behold, it looks like he will be uh, the, the, the first, he well, he is the first Steelers cornerback to get, he's going to play hundred percent of the snaps. This year. Right. And, you know, he, <laughs> he, he's the first Steelers cornerback to get resigned to a contract that was, that they drafted since Cortez Allen. So like, you know, and, and we all know that, ended, but he has earned this spot. And I, I think some people are trying to paint as losing Steven Nelson as a big, huge loss for the Steelers. And it, I think it's a loss in the fact that, yeah, you lose this guy with talent and him, his pairing with Joe Hayden was really solid and having a Cam Sutton and Mike Hilton situation in the middle, but it doesn't mean that Cam Sutton can't fill in and establish his own identity for this defense. Yeah. And, and I think that you're going to see that from Cam Sutton this year. And, you know, I liken it to, to, you know, if you look at the situation with the Steelers, um, you know, you'll think back to Deshae Townsend. Yeah. Mid-round draft pick, you know, maybe the not not the biggest guy, not the most athletic guy, mm-hmm. starts off in, the, you know, basically the slot cornerback and eventually turns into, the, you know, an outside starter. Um, you know, then you turn it over to William Gay, mm-hmm. uh, another mid-round draft pick. Starts out in the slot, becomes the outside, you know, a starter on the outside, and has an, another long career. Now you've got Cam Sutton. Interestingly enough, they get one of those guys like every ten years. It's kind of that, crazy, yeah. That, that these guys and their careers all kind of mesh together because you know Gay played with with Townsend, uh, you know, and, and and now you know Sutton played in Gay's final year with the Steelers. So yep. they've all, you know, it all kinds of gets passed down, uh, much the same way that the Steelers do at a lot of different positions. But I, you know. The Steelers like these heady kind of, you know, these smart kind of cornerbacks, uh, much like Gay and, and and Townsend before him. Those guys also, you know, again, lined up in, at the nickel corner, played the uh, dime linebacker role at times, um, you know, lined up at safety, you know, as, as an emergency safety. They handled all those same things that Cam Sutton's had thrown at him. Mm-hmm. I agree. And that's the thing about cornerback is it's not just a confidence game. It's a smarts game. You got to know because sometimes the adjustment can come really quickly and you got to know what the adjustment is. Otherwise you get, you're giving up a touchdown, you know, like that's how, that's how quick things can turn. And Cameron Sutton's proven. I mean, his rookie season, uh, I, I still remember the night that, that Shazier, you know, had his career ending injury. The Steelers also lost Joe Hayden that night at halftime and he had to come in and replace him. And, and he did a, fairly solid job on working against AJ green. And, and as this time went on, I just saw more and more examples of this guy making smart plays and being able to line up outside and being able to line, you know, and mix that with the slot and then helping deep coverage. That's an asset to have. And something that you've written on, on the website, Dale, you know, cause some people that looked at James Pierre playing 11 snaps over Justin Lane in the playoff game as a definitive sign that James Pierre is taking the spot from him. You're talking about how Justin Lane, this is going to be his year to to show hey i am worthy to be the next guy in in, in the depth chart um i i also think the steelers have put themselves in a position dale where they'll have him and james pierre to consider but they'll also be in a position where they can go into the draft 
if a, if their cornerback guy falls to them in any of the rounds that they're looking at, at at drafting a quarterback, that's fine. But if it doesn't, they're not pressed because there's still several cornerbacks out in the free agency market who, like Steven Nelson, haven't been signed. And you got to wonder, you could probably get them from for a lot cheaper than we thought they could after the draft is over. Yeah, and I looked uh, today. In fact, and you know the Steelers are sitting on at uh, twelve million dollars under the cap, so they've mm-hmm. got they've got a little bit of cap space there. Um, I think that they'll probably try to find another slot type cornerback uh, in the draft. Whether that be yeah, when I say cornerback, a slot player, right? Because that could be a safety. That could be a safety as well. A you know a smaller safety. That's what Mike Hilton was. Mike yeah. Hilton was not a cornerback. Right. Mike Hilton was a safety by in, in his final season at, at uh, Mississippi State. Um, you know, so you can find guys like that and, and you, you know, you give them a chance to compete for that, for that starting job. Uh, you know, let's face it. Uh, you know, when Mike Hilton won that job, um, I remember going into uh, the off season that year and looking at that and going, okay, who's got the slot cornerback going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you start seeing Hilton make plays uh, throughout the course of training camp or throughout the course of mini camps and OTAs. And, you know, he just kept working his way into that position. It can happen. That's mm-hmm. a spot that, uh, you know, that could happen at. And that's a, that's the one spot on this team that you look at. Okay, they've got other guys that can play on the outside other than Cam Sutton. Justin Lane and James Pierre are both outside cornerbacks. Yeah. But what they don't have, unless you, wanna, unless you want to move Minka Fitzpatrick in there, and they don't want to do that. Nah, nah. You know, Minka Fitzpatrick has done that and done it well. His rookie year for the, for the Dolphins, mm-hmm. he was one of the top slot cornerbacks in the league. Right. But you don't want to have to. You don't want to do that with him unless you, you know, have to. You'd like to find somebody else that that can play that slot. Now they do have Antoine Brooks to see if maybe he tries to make a step up next year. But we talked about this on the NFL Draft podcast that we do on the weekends. You know, there's guys like Sean Wade from Ohio State who you can draft this year in the middle rounds. You don't have to reach up really high to get him. And maybe a guy you could plug in and say, Hey, compete for the slot cornerback job, you know, you know, be the guy that, that fights over the middle. And also, you know, you may get asked to get a little bit more physical, which Sean Wade was used to at Ohio state. And, and there's other guys as well. And again, still out on the free agency market, you got Brian pool. Who's who's a slot cornerback, Nick, Nickel Roby Coven, who's a slot quarterback. There are guys who are used to competing here. So even if you don't get Sean Wade, even if you don't get, you know, one of the slot, you know, one of the yeah. safeties that like James Wiggins is another Eric guy Molden or one of those guys, exactly. you know, exactly. Yeah. You've got options here on top of the guys that you got on your depth chart right now. Yeah. And so we'll see how this plays out. I know, uh, you know, we get asked a lot of different questions. You know, what do, somebody asked me on my uh, on my live cues this week. You know, what do you think of the Steelers over under at eight and a half? How about we wait and see and after the draft yeah. and see what this looks like a month from now? Mm-hmm. Can we can we do that or or even six weeks from now? Because again, I don't think they're done. They're going to be after the draft. Mm-hmm. A number of guys, a number of more guys released around the league as right. teams try to get their cap in order, mm-hmm. and then B, those guys are going to get signed. Yep. This is this is all still in a big state of flux. Nobody plays a football game until September, at least not a meaningful one. Mm-hmm. Let's wait until uh, let's wait until at least August before we make any decisions about well, are the Steelers over going to be over eight and a half wins or under? I mean, history tells us they'll probably be over. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, let I, I don't want to make any you know judgments on rosters in the middle of uh, April. Right. But, you know, we don't we don't know where things are. It's what we said at the start of free agency right here on this very show. You don't you don't say you're done with the puzzle when you're just four or five pieces in. You, right. you still got a lot of other things to do before this process is done. And 
Uh, and the biggest, and again, the biggest thing the Steelers always emphasize is they build through the draft. They re- they they rarely find important, you know, the, the key pillar pieces in free agency. And on occasion, you get a James Ferrier. On occasion, you, you get a guy to step in. You know, occasionally you find a guy, Stephen Nelson, who, who's really important for a couple of years. But the the bulk of this organization is built through the draft, which is why it's the most important part. So trying to predict who this team will be next year without even knowing what those draft results will be is pointless. But and, and that also goes for the cornerback position as well and trying to predict how good that they will be as a whole when all we know is that Joe Hayden, Cam Sutton, Justin Lane, and James, and James Pierre are the, are the guys on the roster right now as of April 7th when this podcast is released. Now, who will be in the future? That's what we're going to find out. We're going to report here right on DKPittsburghSports.com. That's our show here on the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast. We hope that you're enjoying DK Sports Radio. Uh, don't forget you can subscribe to us. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. We're on Amazon. We're anywhere podcasts are hosted. And if you're missing out on us, subscribe to us. Rate us five stars with a positive comment. That really helps out the show and all of our shows so much because you get DK's daily shots and everything on all the different sports that we cover here in Pittsburgh. Now, don't forget to subscribe to that. Dale and I will be back in your ears this weekend, but stay tuned. Dale, Dale, uh, Dayon's got a lot to talk about with his daily shots coming up all this week. <laughs>